Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin, and this is Beyond the Pen, where we take that well-known adage, read between the lines, to a whole new level and beyond. Each week, we sit down with a new author to not only have a discussion about one of their books, and to learn the story behind the story. That is what we're truly looking for. Now, my co-host, Marcella Gonzalez, couldn't join us today due to her being under the weather today, and we hoped to that she will get well soon because, you know, it's, it's not, I know we're not going to have that same uh, dialogue that we normally do on, on the show, but I promise you, I will try to make it as entertaining as possible with our guest today. Um, for no one else who doesn't, who, uh, for everyone else who doesn't know who this gentleman is, I mean, he has been a major part in not only my life as a, as a voice actor, uh, but as a mentor, um, and as especially as someone who really truly believed in this podcast, so much so that as a publisher, he was willing to not only put himself on the show uh, as a guinea pig at one point, but also to allow his authors that he uh, to be on here as well. So our next guest is the owner and founder of Empowered Publishing Worldwide, a marketing guru. E-Mixer Club advocator and innovator for entrepreneurs on Clubhouse every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. And his book, Get Excited, Effectively Managing Distractions and Adversities So You Can Crush It in Sales, is a literary essential for people within the sales and marketing industry. But not just because of that, but also anybody who is a uh, wants to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, y'all really need to read this book because it's something that's going to help not only you, but also your team effectively manage these distractions and adversities that will arise in our businesses. So without further, further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the entrepreneurial brander himself and author of Get Excited, Effectively Managing Distractions and Adversity, Adversi- I can't even say this, word it? Adversities, <laughs> so you can crush it in sales, Mr. Dominic Edmund. Dominic, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Just make sure you unmute yourself before you start talking. <laughs> Thank you so much for that reminder. Thank you for having me on the show, Mac. It's, it's great to be here with you. I'm truly honored. Oh, I am too, because, you know, like I told people, this this show definitely would not uh, be possible without your words of encouragement, uh, especially two words that you tell me every freaking time we get on the phone or in an email or anything else. And that is get excited. I mean, that is like his motto and everything and, and everything he does. And I love it. And for, for those who really, um, those who really don't know you as much as I do, I mean, as an entrepreneur and business owner, I've been reading one of your other books uh, for a while, and it's helped me to grow in my own business. In fact, it's helped me to change my mentality of, you know, how to present myself to other people. Um, you know, so for those who don't know you like I do, 
Um, would you tell them a bit more about yourself and just give them a glimpse into your sales and marketing background? Sure. So I'm Dominique Edmund. I am here in Louisiana and I've actually been in, um, as far as my corporate career goes, I've had 20, over 20 years of management experience. And in that time, I've been able to operate in the light of restaurant, hospitality, retail, several different areas of leadership capacity. Every time I was in a different industry or a different sector, I was always in a leadership capacity. So I can remember the years when I worked at Blockbuster, for those of you who remember Blockbuster, mm -hmm. I can remember working there as a manager and uh, we had to do a lot in the way of sales and marketing with um, with Blockbuster. Not not as much marketing, but the sales was heavy because we were expected once the customer would come into the store, we were expected to sell them on a movie and then upsell them from there. So we had to learn a lot of sales skills. Um, of course, obviously, in the retail industry. We were constantly selling items. We constantly had to understand communication skills. We had to make sure that we were able to connect with the customers and being able to gain the trust of customers. Um, so, and then also in hospitality, I was able to work there at a hotel. And again, very, very similarly, I would have to upsell our guests as they would come in. We would either upsell them on amenities or we would upsell them on additional nights or we would upsell them on a future stay. So it was a lot in sales. Also worked in the restaurant industry, a little bit different in restaurant as far as sales and marketing goes, but definitely did some work there. And then a, a lot of the work that I did was in the space actually that came around this book here, Get Excited. Um, that was probably the most intense level of sales and marketing that I had experienced because it didn't have those safety nets. It was my my opportunity to enter into direct sales with without the the net underneath me to catch. So I was strictly commission based, and my efforts would produce my income, whatever I did or didn't do in the field that week or that month then that would directly impact my sales and my income. And so therefore, from that experience, I learned a ton when it comes to sales and marketing, a lot of different techniques and skills that were uh, effective that we used to be able to effectively sell the, the products that we were selling to our customers. And, and most of those customers were cold customers. They were, these were not individuals that we had a relationship with prior but it was just 100% direct sales, cold sales. And from there, I was able to grow into my own business, which is now uh, being very successful, Empowered Publishing Worldwide, where I've been able to successfully help many authors to be able to successfully write and publish their books in 90 days or less. Most of our authors are coaches, consultants, and thought leaders. But we also have some authors who are, they, they wanted to publish their poems. For example, I can think of three authors that we've published that they had poems that they wanted to share. And so they, we published their poems for them. We've also helped authors who had novels, things that they, stories that they wanted to tell. And so we've been able to successfully publish their books for them as well. In, in that space as an entrepreneur, you're definitely doing a ton of sales and marketing. And, and if you're not doing it effectively, 
then you're not going to be in business very long. So that's a little bit about me and my background and, and how I got to where I am today. I mean, that's that's a lot, too. And, but here's the great thing about this. For those who are watching us live, uh, I've got his uh, website going across the stream uh, stream right now. It is www.empowerwordpublishing.com, E-M-P-O-W-O-R-D publishing.com. I mean, people, you need to go there. You need to learn as much as you can about this gentleman. I mean, he's helping so many people change their lives and to get their their word out there, their their um, their messages, because uh, as anybody else who's been on this show uh, as a as a guest or as a someone in the audience who even or somebody who just knows me in general, I believe in uh, every story. Every story has a reason why it needs to be told um, as long as it is very positive in the way that it is presented. Um, speaking of which, there was a quote by another author and a business strategist that we all know by the name of Tony Robbins. And it goes, every problem is a gift. And without problems, we would not grow. And I thought about this for a moment, um, specifically when I was going through the introduction of your book and the first chapter and stuff, there was a lot of stuff there that I was really connecting with. And I thought of this and I was like, you know, this makes so much sense that, you know, you said early in your book about how so many sales reps and marketing people leave their field so early in their career before it even starts because they're, they can't see that potential that they can fulfill so much because of so many of the distractions in their lives or because of all the, at, uh, the adversities that are coming their way, their way, excuse me. So why do you think this is, what is it that are some ways that leaders and team le and team members, team leaders, team members can help one another to overcome these obstacles? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Maccabee. And, and let's be clear, the obstacles are going to come. So it's not a matter of trying to figure out how to avoid obstacles. I think that's, that's the first place where a lot of people make the mistake is they get into the industry of sales and marketing, or it could be anything, really. You can get into, you can get into a marriage. You can get into a relationship. You can get into a, a, virtually anything in life. Mm -hmm. And we jump into these things and we're wanting everything to just go perfect. We just want to see everything just flow perfectly. You're just one step to the next. It's just everything is so smooth and laid out. But in reality, that's not how it works. In truth, it's never going to work that way. It's never going to be so perfectly laid out that there are no obstacles. There are no challenges. There are no distractions. There are no adversities. It's, it simply does not exist. And so I think that first we have to go into whatever it is that you're going to enter into, whether you're seeking to be an entrepreneur, whether you are an entrepreneur, you're trying to build your business, whether you're wanting to write a book, whatever, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, you need to go into it with the right mindset. So that yeah. way you can have the proper expectations. And when you're expecting things to come up, then you're better prepared for it. I was recently listening to Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas is a world-renowned motivational speaker, one of the top five motivational speakers in the world today. 
And Eric Thomas, in this speech that he gave a few years back, he said that it's not the thing that broke you. It's not the thing that broke you. What he was talking about was a lot of times people go through life and they say, oh, this thing set me back. Oh, this thing is what destroyed me. Oh, this thing is what broke me. Oh, this thing is what held me back. Whatever it is, that thing, Eric Thomas was saying, it's not that thing that destroyed you or broke you. It was the lack of preparation for that thing Mm -hmm. that broke you. Is the fact that when this thing came up, you were so unprepared for it, it completely blindsided you. And as a result, it knocked you off of your off your step, knocked you clean off your feet because you never saw this thing coming. And it became this major setback. So I think that the first thing is we need to enter into it with the right mindset, the right expectation that adversities will come. Distractions will come. So now that I'm prepared for that, now that I know that they're coming, how do I make sure that when they come, they don't knock me off my feet? It's not a one hit punch and then I'm out for the count. That's the main thing, Maccabee. And I I do see that a lot of people, when they enter into, again, whatever it may be, this this particular book is talking about sales and marketing. Um, Like I know a lot of friends, I have a lot of friends who are in multi-level marketing companies. And they have those opportunities there. And you jump into these opportunities and you're expecting everything to go great and you're expecting to make a ton of money. Then adversity comes and distractions come and setbacks come. All these things come. And when they come, a lot of times people are just not prepared. They're not ready. And so they completely drop out of the race altogether. And I think the conversation has to start in the very beginning. And it has to be honest. It has to be upfront. We have to be able to let people know this is what you can realistically expect to happen. But when it comes, this is how you're going to respond. So that way it doesn't knock you off your feet. And the way that I respond is with the words, get excited. I I literally use those two words, get excited, to make sure that when adversity comes my way, it doesn't knock me off my feet. It doesn't completely ruin the plans. It doesn't send everything into this spiral that, that goes downward that says, oh, I, this, this can't happen. This won't work. I knew this wasn't going to be a good idea. I knew I wouldn't be able to make this happen. And then before you know it, you're, you're just backing out of everything altogether. And so that's, that's where I would say the conversation. It needs to take place early on, Maccabee. It needs to happen at the very beginning, at the onset distractions, adversities are coming your way. And yep. when they do, this is how you're going to respond. And you know what? I, I love how you explained all of that because here's where the behind the story comes to to in place in, in the show is that, you know, we all say that we have a story to tell. We all get this information from somewhere. For you, I... I I really, really would love you to uh, be able to explain a little bit of why you came to this, how you came to this. Let's get excited about this adversity is coming our way. So if you could explain just a little bit about the struggles that you were having um, prior to meeting Mike and him introducing this idea of get excited to the audience. I mean, because to me personally, 
that's what sets this book apart from everybody else is because you've lived this. You went from, you know, hell and high water to growing this, this mountain of, of a business. And then once you got to the, got to the top of that mountain, you decided to climb the next mountain that was right next to it. So please explain that to us. Give us a little insight into, into that background. Sure, sure, Maccabee. I'll definitely be glad to share the story. So what had happened was in 2015, my, my wife of 10 years, uh, I'll never forget, I was actually in the bathroom and I was cutting my hair in the bathroom and she came to the bathroom and she said, oh, can we talk? And I'm thinking, just like most other men, husbands think, what about now? What, what is it now? Mm-hmm. And, and so I said, well, sure, let's, let's talk. What do you have? And, and she said, um, I'm not so sure where this is going to work. And I, I literally, I blew it off. In my mind, I, I'm just thinking she's going through something. She's not happy at the moment. She's going through a phase, whatever the case might be. This is going to be something that's temporary. It's going to blow over. Well, obviously, as you can guess, um, it didn't blow over. And she literally meant that it was a couple of months later and she actually left the home. It was on Mother's Day of 2015. I'll never forget it. She left the home and she took our two kids with her. And I remember coming back into the home from work. I went to work that morning while I was at work that day. She was, she moved everything out of the house. And by the time I came home that evening, um, the house was empty. It was empty. There were just a few items left in the house. I guess it was either things she couldn't carry or didn't need, but it was, it was so bare. It was so empty. It was so cold and so lonely in that house. I remember sliding down against the wall. I put my back against the wall and I remember sliding down to the floor as I sat down sat down there and just started crying, bawling my eyes out, trying to figure out how could this be happening? Is this real? And it was a very, very dark place for me. Well, as I said, she took the kids with her. And so from being in that bad place of now losing, having my family uh, leave the home like this, it turned into a very nasty custody battle where she was wanting and fighting for sole custody of our two kids. And I was not prepared for that at all. I was not expecting that at all. I wasn't even expecting her to leave, let alone her to contend for our kids like she was. And so as a result, I had to hire an attorney and I started spending money on going to court and having the attorney come and represent me and file things on my behalf. And it was just a very expensive, very nasty situation. So as a result of the money that was being spent on attorney fees and court fees and court costs and all these things, my mortgage started to fall behind. And I remember getting the letters in the mail. I received several letters in the mail about the mortgage being laid and when am I going to make the payment? And now it's in arrears and all of these things. And I reached out to the company. I said, hey, what can we do? They said, well, maybe you can refinance it, but you would need your your wife's at the time we were still married. So they said you would need your wife's signature saying that that's okay." Reached out to her. And of course, 
she didn't want to do it because that meant I would keep the house. That's that's how she saw it. You're going to keep the house and I'm not living there. So, no, nope, I'm not signing it. So she didn't sign it. I couldn't afford to keep making the payments on the mortgage as they were at the, at the amount that they were. So I had to sign um, a waiver saying that I was going to move out. I was I had to I had to I had about a week or two to get everything out of the house. And and I did that as quickly as I could. Got a few friends to help me out, pack everything up, put it in a U-Haul truck and put it in storage. And with that, I was evicted from my home, um, left from my home. And I had to go to my my mother's home in about it's about a little over an hour away from where I was living at the time. And it was very tough because at that point, with me being over an hour away from home, then that means I was over an hour away from my children. So it makes it very difficult to be in their lives and be a part of what they have going on. And when you're over an hour away, you can't show up, you can't drop them off to school and pick them up from school and all of these things. It's very difficult being that far away. So I had that going on. So I lost, I, I lost my family, lost my kids, um, yeah, lost my home. And then on top of that, I ended up, the, the company I was working for at the time, they were located inside of a mall. And we all know what's happened and is still happening to malls all across America. And my company was no exception. Uh, I remember getting the phone call one day from my regional manager and he was saying that we, we've decided that the traffic in your mall is not supporting the sales and the numbers are not there. So we're going to have to close your location. And, and with that, I lost my income, lost my job. I, so I lost everything. And, and I remember sitting at the kitchen table, at the dining room table, thinking to myself, what is going on and what am I going to do? And it was a very difficult time for me. It was the, the lowest point in my life, Maccabee. It truly was. It was the most difficult time because there was so much confusion. Nothing was making sense. Nothing was lining out like it's supposed to. Nothing. The, the stars were so out of alignment. It, it, it baffled me and I had no idea. And I, I remember having the thought, I said, well, maybe this is the opportunity for me to start a business, maybe to start something of my own. And so with that, I reached out to a guy on Facebook to try and start a, a motivational speaking business. And one of the first questions he asked me was, do you have a book? And I oh, no. Oh, no. We lost him. Um, hopefully we can get him back soon. <laughs> That's not good. That is not good at all. Um, folks, sorry, I apologize for that. We've been having some issues with uh with uh with the the stream and stuff right now i see that he's back and we'll bring him back up here and he can continue his story yeah thank you so much i don't know what happened it just it literally just <laughs> blanked out um i'm actually on a different computer this isn't the one i normally use i had to use a different computer because my my computer for whatever reason, um, the platform was saying that something else was interfering with it and it wasn't able to load up. So it's crazy. Get excited. You see what I mean? That that's This is exactly where there all this go. comes from. And so um, so anyway, like I was saying, man, it was it was a difficult moment. And so I reached out to this guy. We worked on this book and then he ghosted me. 
<laughs> once we got to the editing phase in the process, I reached out to him and I didn't hear from him till this day. I have still not heard from this guy. And I had to figure it out on my own. I had to figure out how am I going to publish this book, even though I don't know what I'm doing. And I put the cart before the horse. A lot of times hit my head against the wall, made a lot of mistakes. But in the end, I figured it out. And as a result, people were asking me, how did I do it? And I was able to develop this program that I have now, where in 90 days or less, I'm able to help people successfully write and publish their books without ghosting them. Maybe that'll be my, my new tagline, without <laughs> ghosting you. But, um, but that was my experience, right? And so I had all these things, all these adversities coming my way and happening to me. Yep. I could have played the victim role. I had all these obstacles happening in my life. I could have just shut down completely. But in that, my business wasn't making the money that I had hoped. Right. I don't know if anybody's ever been there. You start a business <laughs> and, and the, the gurus, right? The gurus tell you that you're going to make $10,000 the first day. And 10 months later, you haven't made that $10,000. Mm-hmm. And so you start thinking, man, I need to do something else. And so that's what I did. I said, you know what? I need to go back to what I know. I know how to work. I know how to get a job. I know how to do these things. And so that's when I landed across this company called Smart Circle. And Smart Circle had the way that it was set up and structured. You can you could franchise a company underneath the umbrella of Smart Circle. And so that's Mm -hmm. what the local company here had done. It, it was a company called Baton Rouge Management Group, and they were a subsidiary of Smart Circle. And what we would do is we would go and market and sell the products that Smart Circle had negotiated. So Smart Circle would go out, negotiate these contracts with companies, and we as the sales agents would go out and sell it. Well, the company that at that time Smart Circle had negotiated with was um, DirecTV AT&T. And so we were selling their products, but we were selling it inside of large box stores. So, for example, your Costco, Smart Sam's, um, Wholesale, Walmart, Best Buy's, all these large companies, these big players where there was a ton of people coming into the store on a daily basis. We would set up inside of those stores and we would sell the DirecTV AT&T products. So people would walk in and we would say, hey, welcome to the store today. How are you doing? Um, got a quick question for you. Would you? Uh, who are you using right now for your, your services for maybe internet if we were trying to sell internet or for TV if we were trying to sell TV services? It would just depend. And then from there, it was our responsibility to sell them on whatever product we had available. So in that environment, in that situation, it's sales. It was hardcore sales. It was straight up sales. I was 100% commission. There was no hourly pay. There was no base plus commission. It wasn't anything like that. It was 100% commission. So my efforts each day would reflect my, would be reflected on my paycheck. If I didn't close a sale, I didn't have a paycheck. And so it was in that moment that I came across Mike and Mike was the, the uh, owner of the Baton Rouge management group. And Mike would always have this saying, he would always say, get excited. And I remember when, when I first heard him talking about it, I thought, man, what is wrong with this guy? This guy is weird. 
he must be one of those guys that's on that hope that you know that hokey stuff, man. Where where people are, everything is is rainbows and unicorns. Everything is so so sunshiny today, and all of that stuff. And I thought, oh man, that's one of these guys. So didn't really pay too much attention to him. I just kind of blew it off and continued to work. But he would always say, "Get excited, get excited." And then one day, Maccabee, one day we had an issue. We had a serious issue because yeah. my paycheck was not there. And so I came to his office. I said, I, I knocked on his door. Um, hey, Mike, you got a minute? He's like, yeah, what you got? Come on in. So I came in. I said, hey, I, I, I didn't get a check. He said, really? He said, let me check. So he looked in his drawer and his um, there in his desk and he was looking for my check. He said, no, don't see anything here. He looked around a couple of the envelopes. No, nope, I don't see anything. He said, well, man, let me see what I can figure out. Get excited. And I thought, get excited. I'm, I'm anything but excited right now. Yeah, I, I think I would have had a few good words for Mike at that point, too. <laughs> Absolutely. We are not excited, Mike, at all. But that was his thing. That's what he would always say. And uh, we eventually got the check situation worked out. He was able to get a check overnighted to me, and I was able to get paid. But in that moment, I was I was thinking, why would you tell me something like that? Why would you tell anybody something like that? You know, I am far from excited right now. Well, as I continue to work there, Mike would continue to say this. And so what we started to do in the office is we would mock him. Mm -hmm. So we were just kind of playing around and we'd say, oh, get excited. And then uh, we would just kind of laugh about it as we were out in the field and all those kinds of things. But as time went on, it's so weird, Maccabee. As time went on, I had an I had an experience. I had a day where it was a I was rolling a donut. I, I was I wasn't selling anything. I wasn't closing anything. Nothing was happening, and I was so frustrated in that moment because, like I said, I understood that if I don't sell anything, I don't get paid. It wasn't yeah. about my hours. Nobody cared about how long I was in the store in the field. That didn't matter. Mm -hmm. If I didn't sell anything, I wasn't going to get paid anything. And so I remember that day I, I went into my car, I actually left the store, went into my car and I'm sitting in my car and I'm thinking, this is crazy. This isn't going to work. This, this, this is going to be a problem because if I have too many days like this day right here, then I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm not going to be able to pay you know, my rent. I was renting a place at the time. I'm not going to be able to pay rent. I'm not going to be able to do anything if this keeps happening. I called Mike. And I was telling him about what I was experiencing, what was going on. Nobody was buying. And of course, you know, Mike said, get excited. And I said, man, why do you say that so much? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I needed to know. I, need, I, I wanted to understand. At that moment, I'm, I'm, I, just, I just thought to myself, man, like this, make, make sense of this. this. This isn't making sense. So help me to make sense of this. And he said that get excited is his response to adversity. When adversity comes, obstacles come, challenges come, you can't do anything about it. You can't change it. You can't fix it. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't just go in and fabricate an ending for it. You're going to have to deal with whatever it is you're going through. Yep. So why spend all that energy and all that effort on the, the situation at hand and the negative results that are coming from it when you can't do anything about it anyway? So you might as well just get excited, make the decision in your mind to shift your mindset from that of that negative position and that negative thinking 
of this isn't going to work. I'm not going to be successful. I need to quit. I need to leave this. And again, think about it, Maccabee. You can apply this to so many areas in life. In a yep. marriage, you can apply it in your marriage. Instead of thinking that negative thought, this isn't working out. My spouse isn't doing these things. You know, you shift that mindset and you say to yourself, get excited. Two simple mm-hmm. words, get excited. And when you do that, what started happening for me is my mind would instantly shift from that negative thought and that negative experience, and it would disrupt my thinking. It would completely come in. I don't know if you've ever heard of a reticular activating system, but it would come in and it would interrupt that reticular activating system. And it would call, it would allow me or empower me to shift from the negative thinking into a positive thinking. And so at that moment, when I would say, get excited, I would stop thinking negative and then I could focus my attention somewhere else. And that's what I began to do. So even when I was in the sales field, anytime things were not working like I expected them to, I wanted them to, sales were not flowing like they should have been, I would just say, get excited. I would say it out of my mouth. I would literally say it out loud, out of my mouth, get excited. And then it would instantly, I would stop thinking those negative thoughts. And then I would shift my mindset into a positive mindset where I'm, where I'm giving off this positive energy now. And I would begin to flow from a positive energy, from that positive energy, I would flow out of my positive energy and I would begin to change my results. It would begin to, to change how I was um, behaving and how I felt and how I would move forward from that experience. And so that's really where it came from. That's really the premise of the book, Get Excited. And and since then, I've just been saying it, you know, every single day, every single opportunity I get, every chance Mm -hmm. I get, I'm telling others, I'm telling myself, get excited. So it's not about um, just when things are going great, you know, be happy, get excited. Truthfully, get excited is the response to the adversities and the distractions that are coming up in our lives. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a completely true fact that, um, you know, <laughs> as a, a friend of mine on here, uh, Kathleen Ford, um, she gets excited all the time that I, I see her and talk to her about stuff. Um, she is someone who is trying to, create this new community uh within within uh carmel indiana and the parish and it's so fun to see and meet people that are like her that are like you that that's what you want to do like no matter what happens in their lives that's the first thing that pop in it's like okay let's get excited about this because that means that we're moving forward in the right direction that we have something that's trying to push back on us to keep us from getting somewhere else. And it's one of those things that we truly really need more people to think because, and that's another reason why I brought you onto this is on here uh, on today's date, because of it being the last day of January and January for us, for the, for the show, the theme was to uh, was change. So let's talk about the people who are changing their lives from the good, uh, from the bad to the good, you know, those that went through domestic violence, those that had sexual assault, those that had all these bad things coming their way, but yet found a thought saying, you know what, let's go. 
let's let, let's make a change on this because I know if I can change my life, it's going to be able to be seen by someone else who has been either in affected the same way and or just say, you know what, they're having a bad day. If this person can do it, guess what? I'm going to do it. And it's all about that mindset. It really is. And that's one of another reason why I brought you on here was because getting excited is a whole different mindset. It is a complete different mindset. And and going into next uh, next month is all about, you know, love. You know, obviously everybody's every store is putting stuff out for Valentine's Day and everything. But, you know, that's for one thing. But even for those who don't that are not in a relationship, you know, sometimes it's just, hey, I need to love myself. I need to love what I do. And to make that change first in my own mind, just like you did when you were a kid and you were boxing at a summer camp, or at least you thought you were, you thought you were playing and all of a sudden, bam, oh no, we ain't playing. This this is real. This is real. I'm done. I'm done. But you took that same mindset and saying, you know what, if I'm going to stay in sales, I've got to fight for it every day. And this is not something that's, you know, oh, we're just going to play like we're salespeople and do no this is like you said this was your paycheck you didn't close a sale you didn't get paid and i love how you you were you brought that up and everything um because it is serious because as and for those that are not into being a business owner or uh an entrepreneur or anything like that and they just still like they're doing what they're doing with the day-to-day you know, getting excited is still the aspect of changing your own personal life. Just like you said, it can be get excited about the advers- uh, adversities in our marriage. Uh, when our kids uh, get us upset, our transmission goes out on us. You know, there's there a phrase that, that you put in there. It's like um, milk is be is is a, a, a distraction when you when it spills and everything. And then, of course, you have when your transmission goes out on your vehicle that's a big adversity because you've got to be thinking about all the resources you're putting into that and everything. So there's a lot there that a lot of people really don't understand that getting excited, this book, by the way, everyone can go to amazon.com and they can actually go and buy this themselves. And uh, for those who are listening to us right now, the link for his book is going to be in the description. All you got to do is click on it and it'll take you directly there. Yeah, it's very simple, um, Maccabee. It's getexcitedbook.com. Getexcitedbook.com. So yeah, so you can grab a copy of it. Just go to that link. Very simple, getexcitedbook.com. I didn't know that, but you know what? I do now, and I'm going to make sure when I load this up on Spotify and all those other ones that I'm going to put that link on there as well, because we want to go, we want people to see this as much as we can. And, you know, it's getting to that point where, you know, this is something we need in our lives. We need to get excited because we've got a lot of adversities coming our way. And sometimes the only way that you can truly get to love yourself and make a change in your life is to get excited. Man, you got me excited right now already. <laughs> well, I always get excited anyways when I'm talking to you because you just hype me up like that. You're my hype man. You're my hype man. I don't care what anybody else says. You're my hype man. Um, so, you know, we're coming to the point in the in the, um, in the the show 
where I always ask this one last question before we get to Marcello's corner. Um, so I'm going to ask you this one simple question real quick before we get to the, the other five that I always ask every uh, author. So every story has a meaning behind it. And every author, praise their readers, will clearly understand that meaning. So what knowledge or feelings do you want them to walk away with and walk away about you? Wow. So that's a really good question. And um, so to walk away about me, so one thing that I would I would want my readers to walk away as far when they finish reading the book, when it pertains to me and the way that they think and feel about me, I would want them to know that I'm right there with them. I'm, I'm the guy that's in the trenches with you. I'm not somebody speaking to you from this high and lofty place who's never seen adversity, who's never met distractions, who has no idea what an obstacle is. But I'm someone who is right there in the fight with you. We're shoulder to shoulder. We're locking arms and we're battling this thing together. I would also want you to know that the, that I'm a model. So I'm an example of how you can win these battles against adversities and distractions. They're going to come up. I, I think you, great, you gave a great example, Maccabee, of the transmission you know, the transmission will go out. The tires will get flat. The lights will go out. These things are going to happen. They, they happen to me and they're going to happen to you and they happen to all of us. And so I model out how I respond to those things when they come up because I have to protect my energy. I have to guard my energy. I can't allow myself to slip into that negative energy just because this obstacle has come up just because this adversity, whatever it might be, has come up in my life. I cannot allow that to change my energy and to put me in this negative place in this negative state of mind. So I'm always giving off positive energy. And that's the example that you would get in me. What I want people to take away from the book is, of course, the lesson of get excited. I want people to literally begin practicing that in their day and see if it doesn't work. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll call it the get excited challenge and Ooh, see like if, if it really doesn't work. Because I promise you, if you're doing this, adversity is going to come. We know that. We've established that. What I'm saying is when it comes, if you literally just tell yourself two words, get excited. In that moment, see, put me to the test and see if I'm wrong. See if I'm lying. In that moment, your brain is going to shift. And for that moment, there's going to be a moment where you won't be thinking about that negative experience. That's true. See if I'm, see if I'm lying. Tr try it. Just try it and see. Oh, Just no, I, 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 I already I know, know it works. <laughs> I already know it works because I'm already starting to do it. But, but, but I'm talking about else? the, yeah, the yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah, the oh, listeners. Yeah. You know, people listening in and watching the, the, the video, watching the interview here. You know, try it for yourself. When something happens, your, your child might come home with some bad news and it, it may frustrate you in that moment. And you, you see, OK, I'm getting distracted. I'm giving off negative energy here. I'm not happy. Whatever the case might be in that moment, just say two words, get excited and see what happens and see if see if I'm not telling the truth. Do that for seven days. Every time something negative comes up, every time some distraction comes up, every time some adversity comes up. 
try it out. Just just test me. To take me up on it and see. Just say two words. Get excited and see if in that moment, in that moment, if your brain doesn't stop thinking about the negative thing. And what what happens is when you create that moment, that opportunity, that gap where your brain stops thinking about whatever that negative experience is that's upsetting you or that's getting trying to get under your skin or whatever the case is. Maybe it's an adversity. Maybe it's an obstacle. Whatever it is, distraction. Maybe a loved one is in the hospital and all of this is weighing down on you. And, and, and just say, get excited. And you're going to find there's a moment, there's a gap that creates itself where you're able to, your, your brain is, is, is clear. It's free. It's clear. Mm-hmm. And then just see, I want you to just experience that part of it. Now, of course, the next step would be to feel that with the positive thoughts. But I want you to just see initially that you can, that this is going to disrupt that reticular activating system is going to disrupt that negative energy and those negative thoughts. And it's going to give you that moment. You're going to have that moment of opportunity to be able to shift your thinking and shift your mindset and your attitude around whatever that situation might be. So that's what I would hope people would get from the book. And I would hope people would get that from me as well. Man, I'm, I mean, I, the challenge has been accepted on my end already. Because <laughs> here, here's the wonderful thing about that is the fact that I've, I've actually started to put get excited at the end of my emails now <laughs> because of it. Because I see it on me and him are talking I, it's it's I, I see it on the bottom of his emails every time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pop that on the bottom of mine and see what happens. And then I've also noticed, obviously, with um, me having my time with with God, it has helped me to you know get that balance a little bit more. And then when these adversities do come up, like, oh, man, I really don't want to deal with this. But I'm going to get excited because I know it's something that's going to push me to do something better. So. So speaking of pushing, I'm going to push you into this corner now, into Marcella's corner. Now, Marcella, obviously not being here, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, ask the questions, obviously. And by the way, Miss Kathleen Ford has already said she is accepting your challenge. Nice. Very nice. Well, Kathleen, I'm looking forward to hearing some great testimonies from you of how that Get Excited Challenge is definitely transforming your life and your mindset, as well as the relationships around you. So please make sure to give us that feedback. Oh, don't worry. I, I want to hear something back from her easily, <laughs> easily. So I'm going to just explain what Marcella's Corner's questions are. Each week we ask our guests five simple questions and brief as possible. That way it gives our audience a glimpse into the author behind the book, as well as inspiring the next generation of writers that are either watching us live on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn, or listening to this later on their favorite uh, podcast platform. So uh, question one, you ready? Ready. All right. What person, event, or book inspired your literary journey that could also help inspire others to do the same. So for this particular writing here, the person who inspired me was Mike Walker, uh, who was the the owner of that company that I was working for. And of course, like I shared earlier, just the way that he carried himself and the, the fact that he was always saying, get excited, 
that inspired me to, to become a better version of myself. And later I was able to pin my experience in my story and make it a book, get excited. So that's what inspired me for this one. Great answer. All right. Question two, what are some common traps for aspiring authors that you either have had on your journey or you've seen happen to others? Wow. So I've seen several traps. The, the first trap that I would say as a publisher, and like I said, now I have EPW, Empowered Publishing Worldwide, where I've been able to help over 40 authors to successfully write and publish their books. Um, the first trap that I would say is just getting started. That's always the most difficult. Mm. Most people, they have a hard time starting the process. And if you could just get started, if you can connect with someone, you could reach out to me, if you want to connect with me, I'd be more than happy to help you and work with you. If if you want to connect with someone else, then that's fine as well. But the, the thing is to just get started. If you can get started, you're more likely to finish it. The second trap that I see is the lack of scheduling. So they don't they don't make the time to do it. They they prioritize other things ahead of it. And then at the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, they've not made any progress uh, toward their books. And so that those would be the two main things that I see is the 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 lack of getting started and then the lack of a schedule or a commitment to that schedule. So yeah, th there's a reason why I always love to ask these questions because they always they're always different to every author. Um number 3, and I love this one. This is one of my favorites. What is your writing kryptonite? My writing kryptonite. Um <laughs> Yes, kind of interesting question. Um, so my writing kryptonite, I guess, I guess with with running the business, um, that would probably be my writing kryptonite would be the balance, keeping things balanced and and making sure that just as much as I'm putting in my heart and soul and effort into someone else's book, that I'm also doing the same for my own book. So when it comes to my own personal writing kryptonite that would probably be it is just making sure that I'm keeping things balanced and I'm giving myself the same effort that I give to my authors that I help them to publish. See, I told you it was going to be different every time. <laughs> All right. Question four. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Um. So if I could tell my younger writing self anything, I, I would definitely, I would tell him that you can do it. And, and that may seem so simple. I was looking for something a little more profound, but <laughs> that's, honestly. That's profound it is. Honestly, that is. That's what I would tell myself is that, that you can do it. And when, and it's going to be successful. It's going to be successful. I have a lot of authors, they come to me and that's one of their main concerns is who wants to read my book? Who, who's going to want to read this? It's, mm -hmm. it's just me. I'm, I'm nobody. I'm insignificant. I'm not some major influencer. I'm not some celebrity. So who's going to be interested in this anyway? And I get a lot of authors who, a lot of writers who come to me and, and that's their thinking. And yeah. so I would tell my younger self, you can do it and it's going to be successful so that way I know that the, the effort that I'm putting forth, it's worth it. I'm, I'm not wasting time. It's not futile, but it's going to have an impact on the lives of others.
See, I, it's always the simplest words sometimes that make a difference. And, you know, just having someone tell you, you can do it is, and, and actually mean it, 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 it makes a bigger difference than some people really imagine. So when you said uh, something more profound than that, I was like, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because that's something that not a lot of people get to hear. So, and this leads into our question five, our final question for you. What quote inspires you to continue writing or encourages you to be the best you can be? Well, there's so many. I have a lot of great quotes that I love, but I, I love the one that comes to mind right now is the one by uh, Ambrose Redmoon that says, where he says, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather is the judgment that something else is more important than fear. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather is the judgment that something else is more important than fear. And I find that a lot of times people can move into a place of fear where they're afraid of maybe failure. They're afraid mm -hmm. of, of what people will say, what others will think of them. They're afraid of how people will react or respond to something that they do or say. And in that moment of fear, of doubt, of worry, anxiety, all these things that are going on in your head, you have to find the courage to say, I have to do this scared. Yeah. I have to do it anyway. I'm afraid to write my book, but I need to do it anyway. And so you move in courage and you say, it's, it's not that fear isn't still there. I remember talking with a friend one time and she's, she's a Christian and she was saying, I don't believe in fear. You, you, we shouldn't have fear as Christians. And I, and I said, well, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit with you on that. I, I think that fear is, is present. It's a real thing that's here, but it's not something that we have to subject ourselves to. Right. And we have to be able to get to a point where we could tell ourselves, where we can operate in courage and say, you know what, although I'm afraid, there is something else right now that's more pressing than this fear that I'm experiencing. And it's because of that thing that I need to move forward in spite of my fear, despite my fear, despite how I think people will react, how I think people will respond, how I think people won't support my book or support my, my effort or my project, whatever it is that you're doing. And I still have to move forward because there is something else that is more important, that is more significant than the fear that's in front of me. I think about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know, I, I can't tell you that the man just walked around with absolute no fear at all. I'm sure he was absolutely aware of what was at stake. And he had to have that conversation with his wife and and maybe even with his kids. And so that the 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 element of fear was present. It was there. But he also understood. I can't let that stop me. Nope. I can't let that be the reason why I don't do what I'm called to do, what I'm supposed to do, what I'm put here to do. And he kept moving forward and he kept going ahead. And whenever the adversity would come, whenever the fear would come in, the obstacles would come in, he would remember, I have to be more courageous. I have to keep going forward. And that's the thing. You, you can't let the fear paralyze you. The courage comes in and says, I see you fear, but there's something else more important than you right now. I don't have time to entertain you. And you keep moving forward. 
And that's really a lot of what Get Excited is about is to say, look, I'm, I don't have time to spend my energy and put, my, put all this, this effort into this negative thing that's happening right now. I just I can't afford to do this. I need to put my energy in a positive place. I need to put my energy in, in something that's going to be constructive, that's going to move me forward. So I need to interrupt all this negative stuff that I'm hearing right now in my head. And I'm going to do that by saying two words, get excited. And boom, just like that, there's that pause, there's that gap. And in that moment, you're able to fill it with positive thoughts that say, hey, I can do this. I am great. I have to do this. People are depending on me. People are counting on me. I have to finish this book, whatever it might be. And then you're able to move forward and continue to be productive and successful from there. Man, I can't close it out any better than that. I want to thank our guest, Dominic Edmund. I love just saying it like that, Edmund, uh, for being my guest today and sharing with us the story behind his book, Get Excited, Effectively Managing Distractions and Adversities So You Can Crush It in Sales. Dominic, the floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online, any special events you'll be participating in, and anything you would like to close the show out. Great, Maccabee. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, you can grab a copy of that book. You can go to getexcitedbook.com, getexcitedbook.com. Very simple. And you can grab your copy of my book, Get Excited. It's absolutely going to transform your life. Take me up on the Get Excited Challenge. You can connect with me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook under Dominique Edmund. I'm on Instagram, Dominique Speaks. You can find me there on Instagram. I'm also on Clubhouse. For those of you who are on Clubhouse, you can look for me same thing, Dominique Edmund is the name there on Clubhouse. I would love to connect with you. If you're interested in writing and publishing a book, then I would definitely love to connect with you as well. You can actually, you can grab a free copy of an ebook that I, I've created. And in this ebook is going to tell you, is going to walk you through some steps on uh, the writing process. And I kind of break it down, make it real simple, very digestible for you. But you can go to empoweredpublishing.com forward slash ebook promo. So empowered is spelled E-M-P-O-W-O-R-D. So it's a little play on words there. Empoweredpublishing.com. But then do the forward slash ebook promo. It's down below. So we're scrolling the uh, the website down below. Forward slash ebook promo at the end. And that's going to take you to that free ebook that I'm giving away and you can grab your copy of that. It's going to help you out. And then we'll be able to connect from there, talk a little bit more about your book and see how we can help you to get that accomplished in 2022. Oh, my gosh. See, that, this is why I love doing what I do. It just makes it so much fun. So thank you again, Dominic, for being on our show. Stand by because I really want to. I got some other questions for you that I want us just to talk about and not anybody else. Um, but. I want to thank Dominic for being with us. Thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. So, oh. <laughs> no, no worries. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Maccabee. That's all I was saying. <laughs> I, I love how that happens sometimes. It really is annoying, but oh well. So thank you again for being on here. Everybody else, you know, Thank you for being on here, for listening to us, either live or on the replay. And thank you again for Marcella. You know, 
pray for Marcella. She's going, she's a little under the weather right now. Um, and we just want to pray for her to get over these migraines she's been having and, and as well as just everything else that's been going on. And hopefully we will have her on the next show next week. Um, again, the audio will be, uh, the audio will be uploaded on Tuesday at 5 a.m., as well as our next guest will be up on Thursday at 5 a.m. You know, you guys can find us everywhere and anywhere on your favorite platform. Um, we're always here Saturdays at noon Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, LinkedIn, and our fan page. And, you know, we, we love every single one of you. We do. And so right now I want to close out by just telling you guys everything that I, oh, the same thing I always say. We want you to get inspired. We want you to learn to embrace your, your story. Because you remember, you know, every story is important. And it doesn't matter if it is just you creating a poem to you creating the next uh, Lord of the Rings. We want you to be able to be creative as much as possible because the successful, the successful adult is the creative child who's, who actually survived. I'm going to say that again because I screwed it up a little bit, but the successful adult is the creative child who survived. So until next time, folks, remember, keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. God bless you. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.